Are you ready? Yeah, we go. Take holes and take souls, and I'm all out of holes to snatch. Rest in me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome <laughs> to the most electrifying show in all of podcast And for once, we're both going to get gaggled while doing it. So why the fuck not? I do apologise for the interview if you hear the pitter-patter of rain on my roof. It's a metal roof. There's nothing I can do about it, lads. And Graham from Spin 103 has already hit me with more jokes than you can ever think of. So, Aaron, take it away. How are you getting on, bro? Long time, no talk. I'm good up until I fucking seen this comes through on the screen. Do me bleeding head in. What is it, a bruise? I don't know what it is. won't go away. Right, so we're going to put bets on, guys, right? Brews or bug bite? It's one or the other. <laughs> Aideen hitting you again, is she? Don't tell the people that. It's private. I mean, you walked into a door again, did you? Walked into a door frame, mate. While falling down the stairs, rough one. Man, rough yeah. way to do it. What's the story? Here I was in the guy's book of records. You were? Why? Yeah. The librarian told me to take it out. I just fucked that up completely. You did. Welcome to being me, where your dad joke doesn't land, but mine definitely will, because Aaron, I want to hit you with something really quickly, but not this. Definitely none of the context of the joke. I don't want to hit you with that. But come here, what did... What did the, what did the penis say to the condom? What? Cover me. I'm going in. <laughs> mine was actually a dick joke as well, but I left as a dick part. So it was meant to be... My dick was in the Guinness Book of World Records. The librarian told me to take it out, but I fucked it up. So that's getting clipped and put on TikTok as an epic fail. Oh, that's one. it. Clip the shit out of that. Just don't clip your dick, man, because uh, <laughs> that might not be uh, might not be too good. <laughs> well, I got another one to sell on like. Hey, gentlemen, I'm through this because I had a bit of a fucking sinus infection last week. Don't worry, it wasn't the coof. So, um, yeah. I, I, if you do, if you're a bit annoyed about how I'm going to be a bit. Bit of sniffly, don't worry, I'm not crying if we're not on video. I'm coughing my lungs up and I've got a whopper headache, but I will do anything to get this sort of content out to everyone because fuck it, it's been ages and I used the holiday as an excuse to not do it last time. So <laughs> why not? Why not? I'm gonna hit you one more because I'm gonna keep my good streak of hitting good jokes. I'm okay, not, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not leaving on a bad one. Can I just say to you, your joke would have been good. It was your delivery that was piss poor. Yeah, I got too excited and uh Oh, yeah, pre ejaculated. So, uh, yeah. Oh, so we're swapping <laughs> roles this week. Yeah. <laughs> okay, have you heard about the King Spray who's good at maths? No. His name is Sir Comfrance. Boom. Congratulations, you're the catcher of this week. <laughs> yeah. The roles are reversed. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, as I said, there'll be a rough cough there. Well, Sherlock, we'll have to deal with it. Come here, I have a bit of a sad old story to kick off this week. Oh, no. For the last year, I know, I know. 
But come here, since last January, I was wearing a holy band. You know, like, uh, I was blessed by, like, Padre Pao. Now, I'm not really mad religious or anything like that, but me, ma got it for me, or my auntie got it for me. It was one of the other, I think they both got it on a trip to Rome. So it was one of these blessed things. And I went to McGowan's my first night out, back oh, in a fucking night. No. Bro, I woke up the next morning, didn't even realise it wasn't on me. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this was, like, more than a year on my wrist. Like, I'd have a shower with this thing on me on all. Like, like about an hour after waking up, I was like, arm feels a bit naked. What's happening here? <laughs> Copped it. I was like, where's me? Where's me? Where's me? Holy band. I went upstairs and I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll put it in my pocket. Just put my hand in my pocket. And I pulled out one single solitary bead off the holy band. We all know where it so, is, Adam. But there's a silver lining to all this because I have a new band. This band here, I can't actually remember what the name of it is. It's just like, a red band but the sim- uh, it's like symbolic for you give it to someone that need, you think in your eyes needs help or needs yeah help is probably the best way to so you don't like someone that's already lost their path a little bit so you give them this and the whole point of it is you wear it all the time and if you wake up without it one day it's like a Buddhist thing but it's like if you wake up without it one day it means it's done its job it's no longer needed hey give me about fucking 50 then will you Jesus Christ give me them well no it's a really really cool idea and if like, once again, we don't have any stock in any of this shit here. And obviously, we don't have the viewership to be advertising things but, or getting paid to do it, at least. But no, it's genuinely, I'm so happy with it. It's actually really nice. And it's a lovely kind of symbology to it. Like, as in, like, you lose it, you don't need the book anymore or you don't need the help anymore. You've done it yourself. So it's pretty cool. I'm liking it anyway. And it's a nice little replacement for my holy band. Yeah. Where'd you get it? You said your auntie got it. The holy band my aunt got me in, uh, in Rome. Ah. And this, my mom uh, got me that. Obviously, you know, I was a bit upset after losing the holy band, but I kind of want one, you know, like I put on a brave face. <laughs> what I kind of want one, yeah, they're quite nice, man. And I wouldn't mind because you seemed based off the last episode that like, you need a bit of hell or you need a bit of luck to go your way. Who knows? There might be one coming through your letterbox sooner rather than later. She <laughs> <laughs> gave one to my sister as well, so I wonder what that look is. Hopefully, one of us gets the sort of look that wins the lot or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Touch board, mate. I'll whip it off straight away and give it to you. <laughs> you Did you hear that, buddy? <laughs> I'm changing religion. Yeah, that's it. Why not, man? Well, not even change. Explore. That's yeah. one of the coolest things ever, to be honest. I sat down one day and just kind of... You know when you're in religion class in school and you just kind of have... It's, everything is just thrown at you, but it's like certain people believe certain things, certain people believe certain things, but it just kind of glosses over all, say, the major five world religions. It'll gloss over them completely and you kind of know, all right, well, like, Christians, Catholics, well, like whatever, we we know, know what they do. Like we can go through like communion, confirmation, and everything like that. When you actually look into other religions, man, I find it fucking fascinating when you see some of the rituals that they have. Like, yeah. I'd love to get someone on that could obviously explain it a lot better than I can. You know, someone that's actually lived through. Uh, like, say, oh, I'd love to get someone that someone that uh, follows Islam on, or someone that's followed like Buddhism from a young age, or even well, Judaism, anything teacher. like that, just to get on and talk about it. Yeah, see, like, I don't know about that. I have a friend that's a religion teacher. You know who you are. <laughs> and uh, I, I think she'd know about probably a bit more than I would, but I'd want it firsthand from somebody who's, like, grown up in that like sort from, of society. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I think that'd be really cool because it's exploring a different perspective there, you know? And it's something that we wouldn't... Like, it's, they'd probably have a lot of lived experiences that we never even touched on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. I've been So, anyone guess- that comes from... Sorry, yeah, go on, bro. I didn't I'm trying to find guests to fucking come on, but it's just it's so hard to like find someone that um like I was like, oh, that, they'd be a good guest to come on, but then I'm like, how much could we actually get out of it? I don't want it to be like a twenty minute thing, and we're like, so weather, lovely, isn't it? And like, yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't you know don't where... want that. You want to have an actual conversation almost ready, or at least have a few points that can be like, lovely, I know at least I can talk to you about this sort of thing if you're a bit boring. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, is it better to do research and know about them? I was just like, right, I know fuck all about you. Give me everything about you and what you do and all that. So I think if you got like someone yeah, so... who, as you are saying, yes, someone who grew up in a different religion, I wouldn't want to do research or know anything about them. I'd rather than just come on and just like, right, tell us about yourself and how you grew up and just go into it like with an open mind sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Make it as educational as possible. That'd be pretty cool. And I'd say it'd be a lot more beneficial for the people at home as well. Like, yeah. Because like, who knows, there could be a topic that gets brought up on this that spurs on fucking a fascination for someone, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah, someone yeah. 
but like changes shit up and just decides, wow, that actually sounds like more of a right answer than the one I already believe in. I'm not trying to change anyone's mind here. I'm not Stephen Crowder, you know, but it's just, it's always good to explore different avenues. You know what I mean? I feel like if you don't explore the avenues that are open to you and always go down the same one, you're going to leave yourself blind to everything else that's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty cool. See the way you were uh, saying you lost your band when you were out. Yeah. One thing I seen the other day, it was saying that if alcohol was invented now, like nowadays in recent years, that would be a banned sub banned substance. It wouldn't be legal. What do you I think? I could see it being a banned substance. Yeah, if it was only invented now, along the lines of there's a lot of. It's all right, just for the sake of argument, we'll lump alcohol in here as a drug, yeah? Is that okay with you? Yeah. Okay, cool. So we'll lump alcohol in as a drug, right? So if we look at it in comparison to drugs that are already illegal, or some drugs that are already illegal, like the cannabis, alcohol is actually a lot more damaging to your body <laughs> than cannabis is. That's so if you're to base from. it solely off that, yeah, exactly. If you're to base it solely off damage done, then for a fact, I think it would be. The reason that alcohol, in my eyes, is legal and, say, other drugs that you can consider like say recreational drugs wouldn't be legal it's because the profit isn't there and the infrastructure isn't already set up for them so in terms of it'd be very if alcohol was only say recently invented now say for example if beer was only recently invented and it was Budweiser that made it or whoever originally made Budweiser I don't know who the fuck they are we'll call them Alfred Budweiser right? so Alfred Alfred Bud for short right so Alfred <laughs> Bud makes randomly in his kitchen or in his bath one day or where, where, however you make all this bath. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It could be one of them backwards fuckers that's there mixing it, you know what I mean? So Dang maybe it. they're making it in the... Yeah, there we go. Maybe he's brewing it, man. He's churning that shit, yeah? That's why it so, tastes like shit. It's his sweat. Exactly. Budweiser. <laughs> the bleeding... Ew, we started off anyway, I don't help, but... Oh. One of my mates still drinks them and the smell off the points. Oh, nah. Dirty oaks they are. But sorry, I'm just getting a bit sidetracked there. So... If you look at the way Budweiser are set up now, or Heineken, or Tiger, or fucking Diageo, right? They're set up that they already have the distilleries, everything's made, there's loads of jobs being created from it, and they've shown that, oh, we can create jobs, and we'll put things on it to, like, drink alcohol responsibly, you know, all things like that. Where if it was a brand new product, the infrastructure isn't there, the money isn't already in the system to say, like, you know what I mean? They're, like, people, governments, everything, they don't want to stop free-flowing money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're going to get money, and as taxed as alcohol is in Ireland, you're going to get a lot of money from that. You know what I mean? It's it's one of them things that if... Yeah, I'm getting completely off point and sidetracking myself here, to be honest. I believe it would be, if not fully illegal, yeah, probably fully illegal because there's no medical benefit. There's no medicinal benefit to alcohol, realistically. Unless you want to use it to sterilize needles. <laughs> Because about what 10 15 years ago, maybe less like a lot of sponsors wear alcohol beverages, like the likes of uh, let's say uh, trophies being named after a drink, or even the rugby, like the logos on the pitch sort of thing. And even on like kiss sponsors, there was a lot of that, yes, yeah. a lot like most of it's gone away with. And even things like drinking in the stadium, or maybe something as you can't drink on the street, like all these things have been brought in. And alcohol can be a lethal substance. If you, let's say, if you take a silver bullet, for argument's sake, the shot, and you have yeah. 10 of them, God almighty, it'd be 100 times worse than taking 10 spliffs. Yeah, probably, yeah. Well, no, uh, oh. it depends. Like, are you smoking <laughs> shit weed? I've never smoked it. I've never done a drug in my life, so. There you go, stay clean. You're like CM Punk, you are straight edge. I'm probably the wrong person to talk about this. I've never done a drug, so I can't comment on like how. Well, no, not really, because the conversation isn't is alcohol a drug? The conversation that you brought up is would alcohol be illegal if it was developed today? I just think it would be illegal. What do you think about it? Do you reckon it'd be illegal or illegal? Or illegal? And it's so hard to make a difference when you're trying to save out the name into a mic. <laughs> like, everyone loves an old gargle and. But like I'm not going to tear around horns here, but me and you are pretty good drinkers. We can handle our drink pretty well. Because there are people out oh, there definitely who definitely could a... pre-pandemic, yeah. <laughs> it's people out there who literally sniff a drink and they're like, they're bleeding on the floor. So I don't understand people like that, man. Oh. Like I know exactly, and I wouldn't mind anyone that's listened to this. Most of you aren't. Well, once again, you know who you are. There's certain one of you that just go, 
Jesus, Iron Blade and Wax Boys, <laughs> I'm fucked. How? How does that happen, like? Come on, like you're Irish, but get a bit of constitution into you. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. Fuck me, like man. I, I, I like fair enough if you are, if you're down in shots, that's different. Some people have like a can, and you're like, your head is gone, mate. Mm. <laughs> like it just, I, I don't understand how how that can happen to certain people. Because <laughs> like, drink is seen as, as like a socially acceptable thing. If you don't drink, people are like, wait, you don't drink? What the fuck? But. Yeah, it's the, it's the side <laughs> effects of it. The fact that, like, if you have, I say, majority of people have a certain amount that black do and do stupid things, and like, I don't know if any drugs make a black girl or anything, but the likes of weed that just just gives you. A, a, That'd make a blackout, yeah. Does it? Yeah. If you drank, if you drank and smoked weed together, you'd probably most likely like it depends on how much. Say you're like gargling, as you said. Say or give you the example of if you had ten shots. Of like ten silver bullets throughout a night, and then had like two or three blows off a joint. Man, for someone that doesn't smoke much weed, they'll probably start getting sick. Jeez. Yeah, it's called the going green, like same as we jumper. <laughs> Go green. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, for a fact, man. Yeah, that that's kind of how it works. But there's a weird thing about weed, man. And I say this to people all the time, right? If you smoke a joint earlier in the day, or before you start drinking, or with your first drink, you won't feel that fucked. And the whole thing, you won't be like, not that you won't feel that fucking false advertise here, but you won't go green. And for the pure fact that, this is the way I equate it. Alcohol makes you dizzy. Weed makes you dizzy. But if you have, say, alcohol and weed together, you'll be like really dizzy for a while, mm. but not the entire time. And then if you just keep drinking, you're fine. Like, do you know what I mean? That's grand. Or if you keep smoking, you should be fresh. See, but if um, you are going through a full night with just drink and then all of a sudden decide I'm going to have like a blow of a split, that's just something completely different to what you already have in your system. You're already kind of on the level of, what would you say, I can't try to think of the right word for it. You're almost like a child in a way where you'll, like, <laughs> you'll do things that you see and all, like, you know what I mean? You're a bit stupid yeah. and impressionable, where you're very impressionable and that's safe. So you've had 10 shots, you have, one blow, two blows, three blows, however many it takes, right? It's it doesn't mix well because it's like adding being really fucking dizzy and then an injection of being dizzy. It's like getting three ten left hooks and then they finish it off at the right. Do you know what I mean? I went very long winded and probably didn't make a lot of sense there to people, but in my head that made sense. So I was thinking like see with the drinking limit, if you say you only have like one or two points and then I'm assuming after that it starts to affect like your your reaction time, um, how you think, drowsiness, maybe yeah, falling asleep. So I say it's two or I don't know what it is now, a like drink or two. It's that for a reason, isn't and it? Um, I'm trying to look it up here. Two is is it two point two units? See, I don't drive, so I, I I've nothing to worry about. Guess I shouldn't drink and cycle or something, you know, drinking scoop. <laughs> Don't drink and walk. The fact that it's so low. The fact that it's so low, like if you have more than that, it's gonna affect you. That's why like they're saying if it was invented now, it would be an illegal substance because how quick it can affect you. It's not gonna affect you big time after having two, but it might be just like your reaction time it goes from like half a second. Yeah. So your reaction Reaction time, time, your drowsiness. There's a lot of different factors that come into it. And as well as the alcohol, man, can make people very aggressive, especially the likes of gin, oh, man. It's called 100%. the psycho drink for a reason. Like, yeah. That's one of the things I don't understand about alcohol. It's like, fair enough, like, it, it's legal. I enjoy it. I'm not saying make it illegal, but like, yeah, like people are kicking the head off each other sometimes on it, like, you know? Oh, you're very hard-pressed to find a group of lads to smoke. Like, look, all right, five people in the room, five people keep getting hammered. Eventually, there could be a scrap. There's at least a 25% chance there will be a scrap. Right? You'd agree with that, would you? About 25% or am I being a bit too nice about it? Yeah, I'd say 25, yeah. Right, say 25. You get fucking five stoners in a room sitting in a circle, right? The chances of a scrap, they go into the negatives. Man, they go into the negatives, man. Everyone's just so chill. Man, everyone turns fucking Canadian. (laughs) Start apologising to each other over everything. 
we can touch on the Canadians later on, but I still have a bit more of the Scargles to get through. And just so you all know, anyone watching at home will get more of a benefit than anyone listening on Spotify. Um, not to say don't listen on Spotify, still do, <laughs> please. But for every topic that we go through, you will see us polish off at least one drink. And if that drink isn't polished and we have a super chat set up, you say it to us and we're down two for the mistake. Right, here's a little thing that you have found here. If you have 10 points of Guinness, Heineken, Carlsberg, 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 or some other lager, or stout in around 4.5%, according to Drinkware, you are not getting a car for 20 hours after you finish your final drink. 20? Yeah. 20 hours? Yeah. So basically, like, are you saying day. points? Wait, points, yeah? Yeah, 10 points. If you have 10 points of Carlsberg, you can't get in the car basically nearly 24 hours after. It's 20 hours. So if you okay, uh, hell, if you go to bed at midnight, you can't back in, can't get back into your car until eight o'clock the following night. Man, that's ridiculous. That like that's ridiculous. One if you get a good sleep and all, sleep yeah. it off, have a shower, a few Red Bulls or a few fucking cans of Monster, maybe a joint or something. <laughs> you should be fine. Here's here, ten vodkas and coke. <coughs> so if you get ten vodka cokes, have a guess um what the time is for that. Based off 10 points being uh, 10 points, right? At 4.5% equals 20 hours, yeah? Yeah. So we're looking at 10 vodkas at 37.5% to 38%. That's going to, you're out of commission for about a fucking week or something, right? Or they tell you just don't drive manual. It says 10 hours. Right. How the fuck does that That does not make sense. No, it doesn't. Even when you incorporate measure size, who the fuck is doing this, Tony Hillman? Another one here, a bottle of wine. That's what, anywhere from four to what, 20 maybe? I don't know, I don't drink wine, what, so a, I'm just guessing. A bottle of wine, I'm pretty, wine's about, what, 15, 18%. Oh, actually, I, I couldn't tell you, man, I'm not a wine drinker, to be honest. I wouldn't, yeah, no I don't way. mind, like, having a bit of Italian food, why not have a red wine? You know what I mean? It's a special night or something. It says to stay I'd rather drink something that's nice. Hours. Here, just on the topic of drink, right? Wanted to say this. I think this is pretty cool. I only noticed when I was buying it on a, when I bought them into my house. So I was drinking. I'm drinking Tiger, right? And I never realized this, but Tiger every year donate a million US dollars at least to the World Wildlife Fund oh, directly for the conservation effort to keep tigers uh, from going extinct. That's pretty fucking cool. I wouldn't yeah. want, and see when you hear things like that about like a certain company, it makes you like it's, philanthropy basically is the future of marketing. Is the way I look at it. Because I see that and go, well, fuck, I love tigers. I'm not a big fan of Frosties, but I love tigers. So, like, yeah, for every cent that gets me, like, locked or gets me drunk, a bit of that, or every euro that gets me drunk, a bit of that is going towards actually fucking keeping tigers alive. Is so that Frosties to drink or Frosties to cereal? <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Frosties to drink, so that should answer oh, your question mate. for you. There's a Frosties to drink? Oh, mate, if you went to the blacker. You can get two frosties for like four, 12 or 14. I was too young. I was too young for that shit, man. I was afraid I'd be stranded in Kulak after a bouncer took the idea off. I went to the uh, pub beside me for my birthday and they done frosties. I was like, I have to get one. I was like... Really? So just for myself and the people at home as well, What what's in a frosty? I have to Google it because I'm not exactly sure. All right, what do you think, isn't it? Because um, if like, you get it wrong, the comment section is going to be lit up. <laughs> With all of the blackers, fucking residents sitting there. No, vodka. Yeah, bro. That has to be. It's probably knowing the blackers, it's probably aftershock and vodka and shit like that. You know what I miss, man? Just while you're looking that up, you're talking about the blacker. We're talking about gargle. Cheers, by the way. Slug, I miss yeah. an, an actual fucking after session. And by that, I don't mean like, oh, a few people go back from a club and play a few chants. You know, when it's like five in the morning, there's only like three or four years left. You're scuttered. No, I mean you're scuttered. And there's some fucker at the table bringing up memories that they're only after remembrance. You know, repressed memories from like being four or five. You don't know whether it's bollocks or true, but you're not really listening anyway. I miss nights like that, bro, where there's a bit of kitchen talk involved because you never know what the fuck you're going to hear. There's so much random shit that comes out of people. Like, it's gas. And the best thing about it is, you know for a fact you're not going to have the fear afterwards. No one remembers a fucking thing, like, <laughs> it's the best thing in the world. It's kind of that's where the inspiration for the name of this podcast came from. You know that, don't you? Yep. It was down to two names: kitchen talk and after session. We're kind of like 
they're one and the same to me. Well, they used to be anyway. Now all the after sessions take place in this yoke. That's another thing about drink, like um, hangover. So the next day, you're literally bed bound for nearly the whole day. And like if you go out on a Saturday, Sunday's your recovery time. Touch wood. Oh, I'm man. I haven't fact. had many hangovers, but. Um, oh, you're very lucky in that way. It'll be more funny now, I have to say. See, over the next few weeks where we are doing the podcast, and me and Aaron were kind of made an agreement now, like probably should have said this at the start of the podcast, but for the most part, these are probably going to be going at once every two weeks, just because if you really want to get like content that's quality and you want to have people, like people actually want to listen to it, you want to be able to cultivate it. There's only two of us and we don't have full-time jobs, so it's hard to push out one a week. And we've seen that over the last few weeks where you're sick for two days and all of a sudden your schedule's fucked for a week. So we're going to give ourselves a bit of leeway and a bit of breathing space. And we're going to try to produce at least one every two weeks. And then any time that we do have uh, time to spare or we have content to spare or something big happens or something that needs to be discussed happens, then we will, of course, produce another episode. Yeah, but for the most over. part, and we just kind of want, exactly, life does take over. And in fairness, if it didn't, It'd be a bit boring, wouldn't we? <laughs> right, here, but here's what's in a, a frosty. Smyrna voice, cola, piranha. Smyrna voice, cola, and piranha. That, eh. Uh... Yeah, it doesn't sound like my type of drink. No, actually, I'll leave it at that. Oh, I'd say it's nice, bro. But, eh, uh, it doesn't sound like the one for me. Are you finished with It really doesn't. Why are we changing topic? We're going to end it on. The final answer, if alcohol was discovered now, would it be legal or illegal? Final answer. It would it would be, in my opinion, illegal. I'll have to agree with you on that one. I feel like there's far too many drawbacks to it to get it out there as a proper topic. I don't think it'd get past the testing phase, to be honest. Oh. Like even the 0% drinks like they're... Grand and all, but once you have like two or three, it just tastes mank after that. It's not alcohol. <laughs> oh, here, them zero percent drinks have 0.003 percent alcohol. In them. So, like, if you had like a hundred cans, that's like one full unit. <laughs> so, anyone that's anyone that's drinking them and they're off the gargle, they're not like, <laughs> have a hundred non alcohol. I have a friend that drinks a lot of zeros, man. And we we just like I'm saying that like to him, like ah come here you know there's still gargle in that like there's still alcohol in there you're drinking that my joke but come here I had one thing to say about people that don't drink alcohol you were saying earlier on how it's almost like kind of a, a bit of a what the fuck you don't drink you don't drink what the fuck you know that kind of buzz I have an opinion on this right and I could be right could be wrong I'm most likely right but I prefer people that do like to drink not alcoholics not drunks but people that like to go out have a laugh have a drink and there's a good reason for that because those people always have good stories would you agree even if every story isn't good they will always have at least one good story now yeah. i'm going to say this to you you start you go on a night out maybe you're talking to a sober fucker when every yeah. story ends with and then i got home safe you're not a you're not you're not a fun person like what the fuck like there has to be something there has to be something mad going on it's not just uh half 12 oh i got a taxi home i was in bed and i watched some netflix that sounds delightful man i rolled around in puddles till half seven in the morning <laughs> but my now my night sounds it seems more fun like <laughs> on my last night out there after the double mail match i went into town temple bar or wherever into a place called bad bobs and i was talking to a fella and he was half danish half german and he's a dj yeah. Yeah, the DJ in Hamburg talked to him for about half an hour and he was pretty pretty gone but had a good chat with him good laugh and he goes if you ever in Hamburg hit me up and he'll sort me out so and I'm going to say this as well you can't is, my drink's done I was trying to wave it at you and you didn't look at the screen another new rule of the after session ladies and gentlemen if a drink is finished before a topic, I'm sorry. We'll have to revisit it another day. Oh. Sorry, Aaron. 
<laughs> I tried to warn you so much. I was there like that holding the thing. You can rewatch it. You can watch it back, man. I was nearly hypnotizing you with the <laughs> But unfortunately, that's Gargo one down and topic one over. <laughs> that's pretty. I'm sorry, bro, but that's pretty that's funny brilliant. how that worked out. Yeah, that worked out pretty okay. So the next time we'll get that shit finished. Right. Ball number two. What Topic do we have next two. to talk about? Topic number two. Can we talk about this the fucking elephant in the room, man? Mm, I really don't want to book one because I don't think we can get much out of it and it's a lot going on and Trust me, I can get a lot out of this. What the fuck, lads? I woke up <laughs> this morning and fucking Cold War Two started. What's the story here? Like and it's not even Cold War Two, what we're talking about. Lads, Ukraine's out there getting fucking invaded. What the fuck, like? Proper. I know, man. like... And, yeah, proper, like, land, sea, and air, man. I got sent a video there earlier on today of someone, like, a woman in our house, man. And you see, like, fucking fighter jets flying it's, towards yeah, the gap, man. And they literally... You're seeing it, they fire missiles through the neighbor's gap and all, man. You just hear the kids screaming, man. That was traumatizing to fuck, so I couldn't even imagine what it's like to be there. No, I've seen videos as well of like the bus stops being jammed and fucking people trying to have petrol stations, everything, shops empty. Um, and then Aiden was saying they have a curfew as well from like 10 pm till 7 am, and there's no public public transport, but you can use the metro or underground as like a bomb shelter if you want during them hours. Um, bro, it's it's, it's horrifying how that can happen, like that really. I, I know it's been kind of brewing for like. Well, since 2014, it's kind of been brewing when they, when they kind of had that, I don't even know if it was a ceasefire, to be honest, but like when it kind of dropped out of the news. But lads, it's not looking good. Am I it, understand really this correctly? Not. He invaded because he felt threatened that Ukraine would join NATO and have a border, bordering country that's uh, in NATO. A NATO ally. Yeah, uh, yeah, so NATO allies, because the US are a member of NATO, as well as most of Europe now, yeah. Funnily enough, Ireland aren't a member of NATO because we are neutral. Despite Leo Varadkar and Simon Coveney's comments, we are neutral. And maintaining our neutrality is one of the best things and one of the most important things we can do. Um, what's happening there is Ukraine's not a member of NATO, but former, um, say, Russian uh, or USSR states, like the likes of Estonia, they are NATO. He wants to get so to the Union back. It would mean that yeah, basically, he wants Ukraine back. Ukraine was known as the breadbasket of Europe. It's one of the biggest grain producers in Europe. So, whoever see whoever has control of Ukraine has control of a vast amount of food resources. Basically, you know, like if production plant wise, it's, it produces a lot of fucking food. Now, luckily enough, again for us, we produce a lot of grain too. A lot of the the products that will be affected by the war in Ukraine. This is just for Irish people to know to not be as worried about obviously the cost of living over here is going through the fucking roof. But in terms of products that are made in Ukraine, we actually tend to produce a lot of similar products to them. And in terms of getting gas from them and gas from Russia, most of Ireland's gas doesn't come from there anyway. Most of it comes from the UK and the North Sea or from deals with Qatar. Or also there's a place just off of Mayo, I'm pretty sure, for natural gas that they use. Um, so, like in terms of that, prices shouldn't go up too much. But back to what NATO's effect is here: if the Ukraine were ever to become a member of NATO, it would mean that the US would be allied with them, like in written agreement, and would be able to station a military base there, same as there's military bases in the likes of Turkey. Fuck it. If you ever look at a map, um, we should try actually pull this map up for anyone that is watching on YouTube. There's a map that shows you every US uh, military base in NATO countries. It's fucking mental. They're represented by little blue dots, and it's, this is a part of the podcast that would be really, really worth looking at because you can see from how where they all are. Like, you could you could see why Russia wouldn't be too happy with it. Not to say I'm sympathising with with them and whatsoever, but just from a pure strategic and analytical point of view, you could see why they wouldn't be happy about that. I just I I honestly don't know what the fuck is going on. Uh, other than my main theory is Angela Merkel has she's retired from politics like she's she's dust after like 20 years as the head of Germany and as much as I might not have liked Angela Merkel she was a strong figurehead for that country and always a deterrent for anything like this happening do you know what I mean Macron who so in my eyes Germany and France would be the two that are in control of the EU for the most part to the two 
the two big boys. And uh, Macron is up for election this year. So that and maybe Joe being in, you know what I mean? It, it kind of makes the Western world look more weak and more of an easy target like than they have been in the last few years. It's a, a lack of strong leadership. You know what I mean? If you were to look at it from the Russian perspective, of, like Putin's perspective of why did the attack happen now? Why is the invasion happening now? Because he genuinely probably doesn't think there's someone that is willing to stand up and go, Roy, stop this, or we're going to blow the shit out of you. Not in a sexual way. And even like in the way that a lot of Americans are like, oh, well, this wouldn't have happened if Trump was in power. Yeah, this, this definitely wouldn't worse. have happened if Trump was in power. No, he wouldn't have made it worse. The whole thing about Trump being in ahead of Biden and my eyes when it comes to the Putin situation is Putin's a former KGB agent. If you think Donald Trump walks into a room and, and Putin is frightened, mate, shove your head up your ass and give it a wobble, right? <laughs> you might get some use out of it then because you're clearly not using your fucking brain. Putin had murder him in a one-on-one. But the fact that Trump is sit- was sitting in the US with the fucking football, you know what the football is? No. It's America's new button. It's in a briefcase. They call it the football. Every president has it. Or they're the one that has access for it. Imagine you're Putin and you know you're nuts, right? Like you know you're nuts. And you look across the sea at your old, old enemy and go, here, I know I'm nuts, but that cunt's tapped. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He looks across now and goes, Well, I know I'm nuts, and I know that cunt's asleep. Like, it's a lack of strong leaders. I'm not saying Trump was a strong leader, but he was a deterrent in the way that you didn't know what the fuck that fellow was going to do next. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just like I don't want to see bases here. Um, yeah, I have it there, do you? It looks like you have bases in Kazakhstan, Mongolia, yeah. are border countries already. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have one? Oh, no, I'm talking about just in, in Europe. In Europe, do you have one? They're good. This shows like a natural. There's doctor, a lot in like, Germany. A lot of them in Poland. There's show um, some like big circle in general, but yeah, there is a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of them dotted around Europe. There's all and like I know, like I if anyone did the junior star history, would notice everyone knows about the Cuban Missile Crisis, and that was based around American paranoia that well, the Russians have missiles in Cuba that can now hit us. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you can if you look at it and take the step back and be like, I feel like I don't have an answer for this. I don't think anyone has a fucking answer for this. I don't know what way this is gonna go, but it's gonna be bad. Like, you can just see where the pieces are put into play and where people are getting their pre-made excuses of, well, you did this, so I can do this. Do you know what I mean? And people did say that, also um, whoever um defends Ukraine, he basically attacked them as well. Yeah. So uh look. Ireland, like on the home front side here, we need to stay neutral as fuck. We need to do whatever Lara did when he was offered the fucking six counties up north by Britain to join World War II. Go, sorry, mate, we're neutral. We're nothing to do with this. You fight your own war. And I mean that in a sense of we don't have the military capacity to help out in any oh, way. God, no. We'd be more of a hindrance. The only thing we could do is send over the Rangers. And that just means that we're adding good snipers. That's it. The Irish army is woefully ill-equipped to deal with anything like this, as most neutral countries should be. Our, However, our you look at other neutrals. mainly like for evacuation sort of thing, isn't it? To help the people evacuate yeah, sort of thing. That and peacekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. So like you're looking like at... a frontline fucking defence sort of thing. We're more like... Bro, there's more people doing the leave insert every year than there actually is in the Irish army, including reserves. Yeah. Like, we're not going to offer much help. About, there's about 58... 62,000 people doing the leaving cert every year. That shows you the state of where it is. If you look at other neutral countries in, um, not even just in the EU, but other neutral countries in Europe, say like Finland and Switzerland, even though they're neutral, they still spend a lot more of their GDP on, on military. And unfortunately, I think that is something that we might have to explore over the next little while. And I wouldn't even say, like, bolster ground forces or anything like that. I'd say pay the people that are in the defence forces fucking adequately for once. Because I know lads that have gone in at the very start and they're on, like, three euro fifty an hour. That needs to fucking stop. Making an attractive proposition to go into, first of all. 
at least minimum wage for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? It's why it's the minimum wage. <laughs> right. Do that. Bolster the Air Force. Get a few fucking like, actual planes in. I went to see the air show the Ireland do. You know, the, the Irish fucking yeah, it's in aviation. Place, it? Yeah, the Irish Air Force, man. It's literally evacuation planes and a few sea rescue yokes. Then the Swiss pilots were there one year. This was out in Bray, yeah, you're right. The Swiss pilots were there one year. They brought fucking eight fighter jets with them. <laughs> and the fellas were there doing like, you know, like fucking, what was it, like barrel rolls, evasive maneuvers and all this, man. It was like watching some cut in Star Wars, man. It was deadly. <laughs> Starfires. We need to do that. We need to bolster our fucking Navy, man, because we need to actually be able to assess naval targets. Especially what, like Ireland, the channel, it leads to Rotterdam. You know what I mean? That's a really important shipping ground. We need to start looking after this sort of thing. So if on the off chance that it does, conflict makes it this rare, you have something to fall back on. During the Second World War, they painted fucking sign or they painted cardboard to make it look like cannons. As a deterrent. Do you know what I mean? Or to make it look like that. Do you know what I mean? You can't bullshit your way through everything. Like you don't so melt on a mountain, didn't they? If you put uh, this is Ireland so they wouldn't get attacked or something. And uh was it home? No, where was it? I'm not um, sure, but I, I think I have an idea what you're talking about. I can't remember what it is. Likely though. To put air in, in one, on one of the coasts, so I think it was either a hotel like Donegal or something. It'd be very funny, a sign with England on an arrow pointing that way. <laughs> 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 That'd be a funny way to do it. Well, come here, man. This whole Russia-Ukraine thing, man, it could spill over into being a, a world conflict. Yeah, it's um, like one thing to push over the edge and it's going to be like, great. That's fair enough. And then just all hell breaks through. Well, sort of look at what happened with World War One. World War One, Gabriel Prince of the Serbian um nationalist basically shot the Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria. And because of that, Austria then declared war on Serbia. And Serbia called in a favor from Germany. Oh, so Serbia called in a favor from Russia. And then when Russia got involved, the Austrians went, Here, Germany, story, you have disagreement with us. Do you know what I mean? And it was literally agreements between countries being like, here, bro, that happens to you. I'll stick up for you. I'll stick up for you. I'll stick up for you. I feel like we're kind of in like, a place where that could start fucking happening again. And the scariest thing for me is it's not right now. It's the precedence that what's happening right now sets. It's not what's going on right now is what I mean. It's the precedence that sets. So if you go back to when Afghanistan was evacuated by the West, so we're talking about, like, say, Australia, England, US when they evacuated there they left the place in a heap let the Taliban roll in take over okay I think that would have been another thing that made Putin go right these are weak do you know what I mean leadership wise these are weak and the next thing that I can see happening is China using under the same auspices as Russia right now are using to invade Ukraine false flag attacks shit like that are going to go and take Taiwan because they also believe the West. So we're talking about the US, UK, a few other countries speckled in there as well. They're going to think they're weak and they won't react. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can see this being somewhat of a bit of a fucking step back compared to how we were going in the last few years. And I can't believe we've gotten over. out of a pandemic and into a, we could have gotten out of a pandemic and into a world war if this is the level up, I'm actually all right. Can I go back to space? <laughs> yeah, we have some stories to tell our kids like, oh, we have a hard life, mate. You live through a fucking pandemic and a World War Three. Yeah, especially, <laughs> man, it'd be even weirder now if the Russians at the minute are trying to take Chernobyl's nuclear plant. They took it. Took it. Right. Yeah. We, could be, we could be really fucked then. Uh, so there's a bit of a theory at the minute. Uh, I've seen this earlier. I'm saying it's a bit of a theory because I don't really want to alarm too many people. That if they take that um, and destroy like one of the reactors, could cause a cloud that will cover most of uh, all of Ukraine, basically. A lot of we- a lot of Western Europe and uh, a few other countries. So you're saying we could have some cool stories to tell our kids. One of our kids could be fucking Spider-Man, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was wondering why you were taking it. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Why it's a strategically it. valuable spot. It's the same as uh, what's it, Maripol or Matapol or whatever. It's another coastal city. Basically, if they take uh, another coastal city or two in Ukraine, they've taken away Ukraine's entire sea or their entire access to water. Fucking mad, man. Like, they've no coastline then. It's, it's, it's such a crazy situation. And I feel like we're just going to go around in circles with it because you have said at the start of this, 
you didn't want to talk about it because you didn't have enough information. You didn't think you'd go on for that long. I feel like I'm trying to change this episode. I'm afraid of what you said. What did he say? You basically said that they're going to do one. Hang on, hang on. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Let me pull my covers up. <laughs> Cover. Tell me, Gorm. You said that um, they're going to send troops over as a, as a defensive strategy. That's it. They're not going to Mother go over. Fucker. He's not going to go attacking. He's going to be on the defensive side of things and he's going to be, do everything in his power to protect the neutrals. He, he can't even do everything in his power to stay awake. Yes, I know. Like, I thought I was a stringer sentence together, but like, fuck me. <coughs> yeah, actually, I've seen a video of murder. The dude has not been able to string a sentence together without stuttering in the last year, man. Like, I thought I was bad. No, he's like, in his. Fuck me. Like, people go, oh, well, he's old. He's in his 70s. So, why is he the president of the States? Yeah, like, there's something not right there. I'm mad, isn't it? Thor, here, sure look, man. What was the, the catchphrase during the... So anyway, we had the boom, like Celtic Tiger, and we had the bus, the recession. And the yeah. catchphrase went from, oh, everything's deadly, to, ah, sure, the country's fucked. Now, what, 12 years there? No, not 12, 14 years there. It's not the country's fucked. The world's fucked, man. The world is fucked. Can I ask you a question? Yep. See if it was to go all out right now. Yeah. The say the battle doesn't spill over anywhere else. What side do you see coming out of this victorious? Ukraine or Russia? It depends if Ukraine gets the help of others. If it doesn't, obviously yeah. it's fucked. But if it does, I can see Russia Russia being uh, on the losing side. See the whole thing about this as well is it's one of the scarier things is we're not going to know what information is actually factually correct coming out of this and how old the information is but it's time it actually gets out of there we're talking about an active war zone at the minute and if we think the pictures we've seen of afghanistan getting evacuated were bad you're about to be in for a world of fucking pain here this is going to be awful it's excruciating to watch and i'd imagine and look where my thoughts and prayers are with anyone in ukraine anyone that knows anyone from ukraine like you know yourself, we have a friend, like a friend or two from Ukraine. Lovely, lovely people. Anyone I've met from Ukraine is fucking sound. Do you know what I mean? They're actually like from my experience, lovely people. And even like people who talk it in work who said they've been to Kiev, they're like fucking beautiful city, hmm. beautiful people. So like I'm it's just fucking think awful, of man. the death hole of this, like it's already up, whatever it is now at the minute. But I'd say it's in the hundreds now at least. It's gonna get a lot worse. See it all and yeah, oh, people stand there in suits and just like, oh, yeah, they all talk while just like normal people are just going and losing their life over this. Did you see, actually, um, I can't think of the TV show because it's probably in Ukrainian. <laughs> it was a, it's like, you know, like a panel show in Ukraine yeah. two or three days ago. Say journalists and a few politicians and, you know, like political pundits and stuff like that. And a journalist called the politician a Russian sympathizer, or he was like, you're a Russian plant. And the two of them start punching the head off each other on stage, right? <laughs> they don't even go to commercial. Your man get, like locks in a guillotine at one stage. Decent technique, right? They're pulled apart. They come back from break, right? So they pull them apart, then they go for break. They come back from break. And the two lads are just sitting there, bruised, back on the panel, answering questions. <laughs> now, if, if I see that hands. in the doll, this is what I want to ask you, right? Based off that, we're looking at journalists, political pundits, and politicians, right? We've got to, give, we've got to set the scene for you. Ryan Tuberty, Pat Kenny, right? Just because of the first two fuckers I can think of, right? Mary Lou on one side, Michal on the other side. There's a scrap. Who do you have to pull off the other? Mary Lou or Michal Martin? Oh, Mary Lou would tear the head off him. I think Scary Flew would batter him. Yes, he would. Scary Flew would punch the head off Michal Martin. 100%. Even the way she talks from the doll, like you can tell that she's ready to eat the head off him. Did you hear she called him corrupt the other day? No. She was like, this government is rife with corruption and backhanders and brown envelopes. And then start going like, sure, I think that went on in Galway and this thing here and this thing here. And Michal Martin comes out and you'll try spin anything to do with housing into a political thing. And you're like, man, you've used that exact same thing each fucking time. Can you answer a poxy question? It was all in regards to O'Devney Gardens. There was supposed to be a development there started in like 2018, didn't start. Basic public lands were gifted to um, a company, a housing company called Barra. 
or Barnett or something like that. Cause it's real quick. Yeah, go on. Do you finish a drink? Um, we're still on the Ukraine topic. Yeah, uh, not really. Well, oh, we're just a little sidetrack. A little sidetrack. I'll go back to after. Oh, down we drink. Oh, down we drink. Before we're oh, still finishing this first. Before you see the uh, thing, Ukraine Twitter pull up, pull a picture of uh, Hitler holding. A picture of Hitler, what? Can't didn't spell. Oh, it's not. Oh, have time. You <laughs> put up a. You got done. You put up a picture um, of Hitler holding uh, Putin's face underneath. It says, "This not me and but error and your reality right now." You know? I seen him on the other day, and it was Justin Trudeau dressed up with, in a Nazi cap saying Trudeau Hitler. I thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, you're right. Bottles done. Topic number three. Aaron, have you seen the Tinder swindler? 90% of it, yeah. I didn't see the end of it. Oh, I haven't seen any of it. haven't seen any of it, but I've heard a lot about it from my friends. Right? And all I can say is, who in the right fucking mind is giving a random fucker they met on Tinder 20 grand? I don't care if they showed you photos of, oh, this is me on me boat. This is me here. Fuck that. You had 20 grand to give away and you give it to a randomer. Not going to lie, you probably fucking deserve to lose. It wasn't as... It's not as plain as that. So what he did was he faked a lifestyle and got them to come away a few times. And that right. made them believe they had some money. So it starts off... Spoiler alert, just... Oh, well, fuck it. It's not that good anyway. Um, it starts off with a one and he, she texts him, meets up with her, has dinner, and then says come on a private jet with me on the fourth day okay and she goes home and he gets a car to pick her up like a rolls royce or something like a really nice car pick her up bring her back to get a suitcase and brings her on a private jet and then um a few days later he says that um someone's after him and uh all his oh my and, enemies are after me and all uh, this yeah, yeah. Like, my enemies are after me my assets are frozen i have uh no access to cards can you go get a credit card or a loan and obviously you're going to pay it back? And she thinks, well, this one is rich. Why get a loan? He's going to pay it back. No bother. And then yeah. he basically said, go get a loan of like, let's say, <coughs> what it was, let's say 20 grand. So I can't get a loan for that amount. And what he done was he hired her as his employee and gave her like 90 grand a month so she can get a loan. Well, on a payslip sort of thing. And uh, right. she, she was able to go get loans and all and she was based so when she took the money out paid him he was like grand i love you so much uh you're definitely the one for me thank you so much for getting the money i'm obviously going to pay you back when it's all sorted blah 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 so what that done was that gave him money to him which then he would use to um portray this lavish lifestyle and trick someone else and it's just a, a cycle then but what was believable oh, was was, was he at least was he at least parking up at least five grand the time to buy a bit of bitcoin or something like doing a smart <laughs> or was he just a dickhead that was spending 20 grand a pop like i oh, just spending on like fucking nightclubs and tricking the little girls so what he done was he'd go to this restaurant and like the owner or white would come out and they give him like free drink like oh hello mr whatever welcome back and make him look like he's an important lad and when she meets him and sees him like on a private jet and like in the five seasons and everyone knows him. She's like, oh my God, this fella has money. So I'm always going to get money out and he's going to pay me back and clear it and give me extra and whatever. So with that money, yeah. he'd go out and go to a nightclub, buy everyone drinks, live this lifestyle to trick someone else and just keep getting money and money and money. And so you're, you're telling me you'd want to be his mate, like You wouldn't want to be with him, but you'd want to be his mate, like yeah, so that's the, that's what he does. He portrays it being a, a rich fella when he sees just loads of girls getting loans out to pay for his lifestyle and he just moves on to the next one. And then I heard somewhere that he went to court all this drug game to pay their loans, but they're stuck with them now because yeah. it's in their name. So obviously they're the ones yeah. responsible for Oh, well, I guess you should have read the contract when it comes to a loan. Yeah, so the fact that like, he's I, I, told you to take a loan... I tend to have no sympathy for people it. that don't read the contracts, you know? Unless it's an Apple Terms of Service, I don't really... I think you should be reading it if you're signing up to it. Like, he can't... Um, he he can't co-sign for it because then they know about her and she won't be safe then and all this shit, so... Oh, he's using fun. the Spider-Man. Yeah. 
So it's just their name on the loan. So they're the ones that still paying it off, even though they tricked me. Well, they signed it. It's in their name. So I can say to you, Adam, I'm in trouble. Get me a 20 grand loan. And then I fuck off somewhere. I can laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> like you took out a loan and then... Uh, It'd help you fake a debt and then give you plane tickets to a different country <laughs> and then slip eight in a little note being like he's actually alive, can't meet him in Aruba, wherever that is, or T Timbuktu or something. <laughs> Got out to Mali. <laughs> but that's it in a nutshell, really. And um, apparently, they're making a, oh, he wants to make a, his side of the story sort of thing. Um, I said the story, not going to lie to you, bro. Not going to lie. And I think I need to say this before I give my opinion on his side of the story, right? Genuinely, if I could get away with it, I would have done it myself. That is absolutely incredible. Entrepreneurship of the highest order. And that's only coming from me because I haven't seen the series and I haven't seen the aftermath. But the greatest way to make money on the planet, hands down, ask any entrepreneur, isn't about developing the greatest product. Isn't about having the greatest work ethic. It's about making money off idiots. And an idiot, in my eyes, is someone that's only happy to hand their money away. He's well known in the hotel. He has a private jet. He has me picked up a nice car to go in his bag and fly me off. Like, wait, so our staff in the hotel and the waiter and all are they are they complicit in it? Do they know what he's doing? Is he giving them a bit of cash as well? Like, no, are they just, just kind of like, oh, I'll help me bro out? Like, no, the fact that he's tricked so many girls, he's staying there off their money and being portrayed as a rich lad. So if he keeps, right, so they there, actually think that he is a rich dude, like, yeah. So they go, oh, hello, Mr. So whatever. And you're telling me him. this guy played everyone in real life? He literally played everyone? I think so, yeah. Even when he went to a restaurant. Where is this man? Where know, is where this man? I need to go and learn from this fucker. I'll, I'll give him 20 grand to teach me his message. <laughs> Fucking really? hell, lads. Aaron, we'd have the best podcast in the world. Imagine Tinder. Hi, can you give me 20 grand? My, my enemies are out. We'd have a studio by now. That'd be lethal. <laughs> Fucking hell, bro! Just swindle a few. Oh, do you know what else he's done as well? He done something on Instagram. So, um, I think he faked his business and faked being the CEO of it because what it was okay. is a diamond business and it was his dad's business and he was known as the Prince of Diamonds, but that company didn't exist, I think. And he put a picture on Instagram of like his company and. He had a good following. He had, I think it was verified and all the three. Can I stop you? I think I realised why I, I, I'm genuinely loving this dude's vibe so much. He played off so Are you well. a fan of How I Met Your Mother? I am. It's a deli show. You know the playbook? Yes. Now, if you know what I'm talking about, don't say that, right? Yeah. Hi, I'm Lorenzo Von Matterhorn. Spelled how it sounds. Two T's. Lorenzo Von Matterhorn. <laughs> Out straight, right? And anyone that hasn't got a breeze on talking about, I don't blame it. And how I met your mother, I think it's like season five episode, whatever the fuck. I'm not that much of a fanboy. Barney Stinson unveils the playbook. It's every scam, hustle, flim flam, bamboos, and many other adjectives to describe tricking people that he's ever used to seduce women. I think and one the of was called there. the Lorenzo Van Matterhorn. Hang on, we need to tell them about the Lorenzo Van Matterhorn first. So Lorenzo von Matterhorn is, you walk into a bar, you look around for a girl with like a real nice phone, right? It's here with a nice phone, I'll stand by herself at the bar. You go over, stand beside her at the bar, order a gargle and be like, <laughs> say something to her. Play it off as if like you're famous or whatever. And then be like, oh yeah, I'm whatever. Come up with a really unique last name, introduce yourself and then leave when she doesn't know who you are. Give her an adequate amount of time, so the five to ten minutes to you know give yourself a little Google search where she find all of these amazing pages that you made about how your solo hot air balloon trip to the, the North Pole was a feat of daring and heroics and how penis enlargement surgery oh <laughs> penis reduction surgery sadly is not an option and shit like that. How your dick grants wishes, all of this sort of shit. By the time you come back into the bar, it's on. <laughs> that fella basically Lorenzo Van Matterhorn. In a a load of young ones on Tinder. Yeah. Do you know what, mate? From one Barney Stinson fan <laughs> to clearly a Barney Stinson fanboy. Legend. Wait for it. Derry. Legendary. <laughs> I need to rewatch that. I bet he was wearing a suit. 
was he, he was, wearing a yeah. suit? Yeah. The Tindex Winder. Yeah. Oh my God, he took every party since some lesson to heart. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have to say it. If you if you gave that fuck your money, I'm sorry. He deserves an Oscar. He deserves a fucking Oscar, that fella. Yeah, like they Give him a joint one like with his... him and Neil Patrick Harris. Because like as you said there... I like, don't feel bad for anyone now. That, that's amazing. <laughs> as you said there, like, you, you do your own research, you look into his company, like, you see his name, you see his Instagram, him posing like, and all this shit. You're like, holy shit, you see yourself on you a jet. put the work in. Yeah. You put like, the work in, bro. Like generally, if that was you when you were seeing the board and she had a private jet, Instagram with all the pictures, this and that, you're like... This seems legit. How is she faking this? Like, you wouldn't think anything. I'd be in a handbag ready to go home, bro. <laughs> because, you know what I mean? Like, not only people like catfish and it's not going in the picture. They're like, oh, wait, this is him. Oh, wait, I'm actually on a private jet. He's not faking this. Like, yeah, it's one thing I never got catfish. Did you hear they want people from Ireland to go on it? Oh, fuck off. Yeah, they want an Irish series of catfish. So if anyone wants to get catfish, let me know and we can be on TV. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it all. It ticks the boxes and it all like why wouldn't I take a loan now? He has money, he has a private jet. Obviously I'm gonna get it back. And the lawyer, the extra length he went to to lie and portray this imagine, is like Imagine trying to do that in Ireland though. Sorry. The length he went to your dead boy. Why should I do that in Ireland? I have no, a I need a loan. Why? It's like why do you need a loan? My nanny's dying, I need to get her a ventilator. Oh man, you know that just doesn't really. That's not really covered in our loan structure. Could you like say it's for something else? Like, and uh, you know what? You won't get approved anyway, even though you're like on five hundred grand a year and all. Like Ireland's a difficult old place to get a loan. Like, imagine that over here, bro. Will you revolute me twenty quid? <laughs> Boy, I have enemies ask me, bro. But he said if I give them twenty this week and twenty next week, they let me off the hook. <laughs> I one friend asked you for uh, the fiber back. The thing that's when that would literally be a fella going, remember you said you'd buy me a drink when we went inside because I paid for the taxi? Yeah, still waiting on it. Remember that five-year-old me? Yeah, can I have it now? Remember that Fredo I gave you? <laughs> remember ah. that chip I Fredo I gave you once? <laughs> <laughs> Here, there's a lot of cool things to talk about and I'm not going to lie, it's really nice to be back fucking chatting to you, bro. Honestly, on the old podcast. It's a bit of a shame I haven't seen a drink in your hand once. I have a lot of whiskey, but not a lot of misker. mixer. Mixer? I'm fucking Joe Biden to me. Fuck me. Are you giving yourself a fucking enema there? Are you getting yeah. hammered without us seeing like <laughs> This is vodka straight. Fucking sitting on the bottle, that fellow. <laughs> uh, I have loads of whiskey there, and uh, I just have no mixer, so I'm not drinking it straight because that would rip my stomach. So. Yeah, fair enough, man, fair enough. Maybe like a little bit neat or something, you know? I'm not neat. On the rocks. I don't really know. I don't. I don't tend to. Drink whiskey uh, anymore makes me do foolish things. What I'm doing is we're getting a beer cart, so I have Jemson, Jemson Crescent. I'm gonna get Dead Rabbit. It's like sixty quid a bottle, but it's so nice. Have Jaeger. What whiskey? Yeah. I believe you're a Jaeger there if you want to. Ooh. It's gonna get used up here otherwise. So you know. Yeah. Oh, we should do. Oh my god, right. no anyone that's go. watched anyone that watched this far in the podcast, please let me know if you think this is a good idea. And if you think it's a good idea, we'll put a poll up or vote on it, please. Because I'm gonna get Aaron shit faced. I'm gonna bring a special guest. I'm gonna bring a special guest and he's gonna hate me for it, but it's gonna be brilliant. I think, right? Get on my wavelength here. Yeah, you ready? You with me? Yeah, you pumped up. Are you ready? Right, ladies and gentlemen. I have a plan. My plan is one liter of Jaeger, mm-hmm. one liter of tequila on the table, one liter of whiskey, three separate shot glasses in front of myself, three in front of Aaron. And based on results in a super chat, you tell us what we have to drink. What would the options be? So there? I'll sit there, do a shot, topic. Aaron sits there, does a shot, answers. See how far into the podcast we can get before one of us is trying to do karaoke and the other one is getting sick into a bucket. What's that? Whiskey, Jaeger. What's the rest? Tequila, tequila. <laughs> we get a bit of tequila. I actually need to buy tequila for the bar cart, so I will have that soon. I have tequila in the gas. Tequila won't like me saying that. Every time I do tequila, not mine. 
<laughs> Mate, every time I do tequila, I always <coughs> do the lemon and salt. I was like, fuck oh, shit. And doesn't... Don't, don't worry. The all before the best part. Aaron, oh. this will mean nothing to the people at home. But my tag team partner that night, my special guest, is the one, the only, Lamp! Oh, fuck off. Fuck off, <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. The lamp is back. I found him in a skip outside my gowns. Fuck off. I've nursed him back to health, and he's here to kick your ass. Fuck off. <laughs> we'll say that for another day. Or maybe you already, already talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. You did already tell everyone. That's why, yeah. <laughs> See, for continuity wise, this way you need to be watching all of them, lads. Aaron Shag's lamp. Fucking lamp. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Me on that, no, we're not talking anymore. We're gonna end the fucking podcast there. Yeah, yeah, just sprouting on it here. Hey, 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 So, ladies and gentlemen, get the little chant going, Aaron. We lo- do you know the chant? We like to drink with Adam because Adam is our mate. And when we drink with Adam, he downs it in six, five, four, three, two. Who's a sexy bastard? Who's a sexy bastard? Nah, 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 nah. Not here. Nah, 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 nah. Not him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever uh, see the video? Sorry, before we go. Irish fans, Euro 2020, uh, Euro 2016 in France. They turn around as a vanguard and a guy telling people, go home, go home. You need to go home. You need to go home. All this. Who's All the Irish fans turn around see the vanguard. <laughs> Who's a sexy guard? Who's a sexy guard? Nah, 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 nah. Oh, hey. And look, come here, on that note, Aaron, as you said, we'll love you and leave you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, if you even bother to tune in. We'll love you to bits, but we'll also leave you in bits. So, love you and leave you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, slow left, and go around fucking my good, you better. I'll take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>